believe in two days time the door of my youth will be slammed shut forevermore and it'll never open again. I'm about to turn 30 years old and today I want to share with you five mistakes, five things that I wish I could have changed about my 20s. But actually number five is something, well without boasting I want to say it's something I did rather well. Does that sound boastful? I hope it doesn't because what I want to tell you is this, every single one of you should also be trying to put that into your life no matter what age you are. Number one, I wish I obeyed this commandment. Honour thy father and thy mother that thy days may be long in the land upon which the Lord thy God hath given thee. If only I remembered how precious just one minute is where either I nor my parents are in pain. When you're sat with your loved ones, your children, your wife, your husband, your parents, when you're sat there and none of you are in pain, you're together. That is a precious gift from the Lord God. Because the sad reality is, and I don't want to upset anyone, but the truth is this, many of us will one day stand next to a bed and we'll watch our loved ones suffer as the effects of sin and the curse that we're all under rob the life from the person we love the most. But right now, today, there is hope. Today, all of my loved ones are alive. And I really want the next 10 years, the next years that are granted in the Lord's mercy, I hope. I want those years to be spent giving thanks and enjoying the time that I have with my family. You know, when I was younger, I used to look up to all kinds of men, you know, celebrities like Brad Pitt, who I thought was cool. Or I'd look at other preachers who are charismatic and powerful. But the older I get, the more I realize I just want to be like my dad. Again, I don't say this anyway to boast, but my dad, I've never in the 20 years I lived with him, I never once heard him raise his voice at my mother. I never heard him demean her. I saw him so patient and so loving. And for me, as I look back at that, that really was the perfect example of a man of God. My little boy Samuel is just two years old and he can't say the same things that I've just said about my father. And so one of my goals in life is to be more like my dad, to be consistent, to wake up every morning and read the Bible, to work hard and to be content with the small things instead of always looking for these big things and chasing silly dreams which really don't amount to anything. Now, I hope I have got you curious about number five, the decision which I do believe the Lord blessed me with. But here's number two. I wish, the mistake I made in my 20s, is I wish I didn't eat so much junk food. I wish I didn't turn to food as a source of comfort. Now, don't be deceived by my dweebliness. I can actually eat a lot of food. In fact, I think I could put Adam Richman to shame. And at times, when I've been stressed, when I've been busy, when I've really found myself overwhelmed, I've ran to food as a way of escaping. Or even coffees, drinking a lot of Starbucks, just trying to get a little dopamine hit, a little amount of pleasure to try and get myself through the day. But what I've realised is food never solves any of those problems and as soon as you've eaten that McDonald's, as soon as you've eaten that chocolate bar, as soon as you've had too many helpings of the food that you didn't really need but you went to it anyway, you soon realise that it didn't satisfy at all. And rather instead you need to say, the Lord is my portion. If the Lord is my portion. I don't need another two portions, another three portions, because Jesus Christ is enough. 
Wouldn't it be fascinating to one day sit down and do a study of the diets of the Lord Jesus Christ? You see, at times, at points in Christ's ministry, he was called a glutton because he'd eat with tax collectors and sinners. But for the majority of his time, I often see the imagery of Christ eating rather plain foods. Jesus Christ was satisfied with just a bit of bread and a piece of fish. He wasn't seeking after the elaborate things like you and I, how we want this spice, this flavour, this new texture. No, Christ was satisfied with the small things in life. And I too want to be more like my saviour, to be contented if I've got food in my belly. I'm a lot better off than many of the millions around the world who are suffering with hunger and starvation. And hey now, do you mind if I get really practical now? Your body is a bit like a car. This car will only do so many miles and I can rag it round the corners, I can put the wrong kind of fuel in it, but eventually that will do myself a disservice. But if I look after this car, if I look after this body, put the right fuel into it, in the Lord's grace, it hopefully will serve me more and more time. So perhaps you are 20 years old and you're listening to this right now. Am I saying that McDonald's is evil? No, I'm not. Of course you can have a Burger King a pizza every now and then. But what I am saying is, I wish I remembered that whatever I eat, whatever I drink, whatever I wear, let it be done to the glory of God. Number three, I regret watching so many Christian YouTube videos. Sorry. Sorry, Joe, did I mishear you then? Did you just say you regret watching too many Christian YouTube videos? You heard correctly. I do regret that. Why do I say that? Because I myself am a Christian YouTuber. That's a very strong statement. How can I say something like that? Well, the reason is this. I never went to Bible college. I would consider myself to be a very simple soul, a very ordinary Christian with a very simple faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And at times, I've heard this Christian YouTuber say, this or I've read this comment here and there's all these different doctrines that are being swept to and fro and you feel like what do I believe anymore and all these different people are, are spouting all of their views and at times all of these opinions have overwhelmed me and I've started to doubt what I truly do believe. But as my pastor would say, don't let what you don't know disturb what you do know. And at times I have let those things that I don't know disturb what I do know, the truths that I do know to be biblical and true. But my dear friends, that's not the only reason that watching Christian YouTube videos has messed me up. The other reason is this, I am so easily drawn into all of the drama that happens in the Christian community where this pastor is being exposed, this preacher is teaching this false teaching and you need to be aware of that person. And because my flesh is so evil, because it loves gossip and drama, I'll find myself clicking on these videos. But I sort of think, oh no, it's okay, it's important because I can learn lessons. But really, the real reason I'm clicking on those videos isn't for pure motives, it's because I want to know about the drama that's happening to this person and that person. And again, only in the last few years I've been asking the question, what does the Lord God think about these videos? What does God think when he sees this huge library of all of these Christians exposing all of these other Christians or all of these other false Christians. What does God think about that? Now, my dear brother, my dear sister, please don't misunderstand me. I do believe we are to call out false teachers and false teachings. But what scares me is it seems the only way to make it in the Christian YouTube world today is to be a heretic hunter. That's the only way to grow because it seems we've created this big machine of where everyone wants to hear about all the 
gossip that's happening in the Christian world. And because I'm part of the problem, because Joe Kirby clicks on these videos, I'm sending out a message to the person who makes the videos that yes, this is what people have an appetite for, so I'll make more and more of these videos. And again, please forgive me if I sound judgmental or I sound like a broken record, but I do firmly believe that every Christian who can possibly meet with a local fellowship of believers should be trying to meet with them week in, week out. Hey, we're nearly there at the best decision I made in my 20s and I want everyone also to try and seek to make the same decision. But before that, the fourth thing that perhaps I wish I could have changed about my 20s is I wish I did more short-term mission trips. I used to be a youth leader and something I really tried to hammer home to the young people was this. While your body is strong, while your body is able, while you're single, while you don't have all these work pressures on your shoulders, go out and use your body, use your youth to spread the gospel to as many people as possible. Go to Africa and go and build a school in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Go out onto the streets and do a week of evangelism with some evangelistic organisation. Do a beach mission. Get this gospel out that the Lord Jesus Jesus Christ died for sinners and rose from the dead and any who repent and put their trust in him alone can have forgiveness of sins and eternal life. Okay, number five, one of the greatest blessings of my 20s is that the Lord gave me friends who have a burden for the lost. Not just Christians, but friends who really did have a passion to see souls saved. And because I got involved with different evangelistic organisations, from that I've built up friendships which last for life. A wiser man than me once said, show me your friends and I will show you the future. And the four people which you spend the most time with, that is who you'll become. So if you're spending time with people or even Christians who aren't serious about holiness, who don't really care that there's a hell that the perishing are going to for all of eternity, if you spend time with those people, that's who you'll eventually become. Bad company corrupts good morals. And if you can find a group of people who have a fire that burns in their belly, a desire, a compulsion that they want to see this gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ go out. If you can spend time with them, well did you know this? Fire spreads and iron sharpens iron and the more time you spend with those people, the more you'll get the buzz for evangelism, the more you'll get passionate about the Lord Jesus Christ and if I'm really being blunt with you, the more exciting your life will be because those who share the gospel regularly, I personally think, live the most exciting lives. Now, you might be thinking, Joe, who are these friends? Well, I'd like to introduce you to them. They've also got a YouTube channel and every week they seek to reach the lost. Please check them out here.